a one, two, three show, and that is time for a bit of trash talk. Uh, really excited about this because this week on Trash Talk, Marcy Trent Long speaks to eco activist Benita Chick, along with Sean Martin from the WWF Hong Kong, about the City Nature Challenge 2021, which we can all be a part of by logging the wildlife we see here in Hong Kong. Hey, Trash Talk listeners, we're going to deviate a little bit from our normal waste chatter and dive into a new adventure that you Trash Talkers might want to be a part of. It's called the City Nature Challenge, and it's about connecting people and communities with nature. In these challenging times, being outdoors and connecting with nature is a great way to cope with stress. You know, beach cleanups, these kinds of outdoor events actually kind of motivate us to want to minimize our impact on nature, which eventually means minimizing our waste footprint here in Hong Kong. So Benita Chick and Sean Martin of WWF Hong Kong are both here to talk about the upcoming City Nature Challenge. Welcome to the show, you guys. Oh, thanks very much. Good to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Um, why don't we start out, Sean, with uh, going back to the history of the Nature Challenge in California and how that started and how it moved to Hong Kong. Sure, sure. So all back in 2016, that was the first City Nature Challenge. And basically it all started with two people. Lila Higgins and Alison Young from California Academy of Sciences based in San Francisco and the Natural History Museum of Los Angeles County. And they also knew people from iNaturalist, which is the app that one mm. uses from that. And so they decided to create a little friendly competition, a rivalry, if you like, because there's always one between San Francisco and Los Angeles. And to see who could uh, log the most observations of nature within their particular cities. And Los Angeles won, hands down, most <laughs> really? observations, absolutely. But they've obviously found a way to sort of, this could be a fantastic way to move out to different cities. So the next year, they opened it up to different partners in the United States. The year after that, in 2018, it went international. And that's when Hong Kong first joined. And uh, from that, it's been growing ever since. So... It started off with two cities in April 2016, and this year we're expecting about 436 worldwide. Oh, that's great. 400, and is it still a competition uh, a little bit, or is this now moved into like a communal thing? Well, we can, you know, obviously with COVID and everything like that, the main org, it used to be a competition, a friendly competition, um, but with COVID being as it is, they wish to uh, highlight the more collaborative nature of um, of biodiversity monitoring using the apps, so that people don't feel obliged or compelled to go out and you know put themselves at un in un unnecessary risk. So, right. so that's the the issue, and it still is for this particular CNC uh, upcoming one. It's it's a collaborative aspect. It's probably a good idea. Absolutely. Well, then, Benita, how does it work? How how do we? Uh, so basically, there's an app uh, called iNaturalist, and uh, you can use it. Anytime, not uh, specific to the City Nature Challenge, and it's a citizen science app uh, available in many languages, not only in English. So basically, what you do is take a picture of an animal, of a plant, and you can either self-identify what you see, whether it's a spider or, 
or, or, or crab or whatever that is, or somebody who is expert will help you to identify as well. So basically, the City Nature Challenge is using iNaturalist as a way of recording the observation. And correct me if I'm wrong, Sean. I think you can uh, <laughs> uh, you can do like the most number of observation uh, and also the most different uh, number of species as as a different matrix of uh, uh, in the City Nature Challenge. That's right. Yeah. So basically, the way iNaturalist works, the way the City Nature Challenge works, is, is that. Um, the location has already been pre-programmed into iNaturalist and the date and the time. So all one really needs to do is just go out on those four days, Friday 30th of April to Monday 3rd of May, kids, and go out and take pictures on iNaturalist wherever it is. No pets, okay? We don't want any pets. <laughs> no we goldfish. don't want any selfies, <laughs> nothing like that. And no indoor potted plants, please. iNaturalist is basically a... Uh, it's, a, it's an app for logging wild species, really. But, of course, urban sort of park um, wildlife plants and flowers, they're fine um, so long as you click the captive cultivated toggle. But, honestly, iNaturalist is so simple to use. It could not be easier to get involved in this global event. And yeah, I think you get fun. a lot of uh, students and schools involved. And uh, it's a, I think there's an inter-school competition where the, the, the different students are going out and they can go near the school and find out what's near them. And I think it's a great education tool. I mean, even like I study biology myself, every time I see something that I don't know, I, I learn something about them. So it's, it's fun, it's competitive, and it's very educational. Absolutely. So iNaturalist not only takes the picture and it tells you what it is, is that it? Or? There is an AI component. So iNaturalist will offer suggestions of what it is that you've taken a picture of. But actually, I don't encourage people to use it. I mean, if you take a picture of a spider, you can just type in spider um, in the what did you see aspect. And other iNaturalist users will actually be on hand to um, further identify it down to species level. So you kind of get that engagement, really, with other uh, with other users. I oh, kind of see. I, yeah, I always see that iNaturalist is basically you know, the social media of biodiversity monitoring, you get that engagement with other users. And, yeah, you know. so so I think different experts, whether you are, are more of a butterfly, sometimes they would yeah. debate what exactly is those species, and uh, uh, some some of the scientists have used uh, the data from iNaturalist, uh, I think in Hong Kong, in Hong Kong, there's a morph researcher, which use, because morph is so hard to track mm. uh, and rely on citizen science. So this is not only just a fun thing, but it actually contributes to actual science. Oh, that's super fun. Okay, mm. so, you know, the question of the moment is, we, we've all noticed the birds are singing louder, right? That There seems to be a few more animals out and about during, uh, because of COVID. So what's the vote? Do you think we'll have more biodiversity now during well, uh, this one? Well, for the actual City Nature Challenge itself, um, Hong Kong has traditionally done really well in the most species category. We have consistently come into the top five of, um, you know, and again, like last year, there was 244 cities. And we have surprised the world with how much biodiversity we actually have in a territory so small. I've had conversations with organizers who say, Hong Kong, really? Isn't it just shopping yeah. and, you know, <laughs> the harbor? And okay, it surprises me too, right? But actually, the in terms of will we see more biodiversity, I mean, from our uh, WWF records and AFCD records, we seem to think there's about six, six and a half sort of thousand species or something like that around Hong Kong per se. Um, but on iNaturalist, we seem to think we have about just over 10,000. So um, huh. where we see it all, it really depends on how people are engaged with it, you know, in terms of the City Nature Challenge. Will people go out? 
Um, it is there. It is definitely there. People just have to find it. Huh. What do you think? Um, slightly related. I think there's more mm. biodiversity probably because of COVID. The environment is cleaner, but I also see more trash. So when I go to uh, hiking, I see uh, because there are tons of people who cannot go traveling and they go out. And you see increased biodiversity and increased trash on the trail. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So you think that that trash is influencing, maybe damaging some of the animals? I, th- I think so. I think so. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of, like, sometimes you see masks lying around, or mm. I, I think that there needs to be more education awareness for, for people to go on the trail when they look at animals. They also need to be more cautious of their environmental footprint. Well, it's a bit tricky because maybe newcomers don't realize that they took the trash bins mm. out of the country parks, mm. right? And they did that so that you learn to take out your waste, bring it in, take it out. Um, so Trash Talk listeners, don't forget, take out your waste as well. But that um, leads us also to this question of, you know, why you're here. So the biodiversity challenge um, also highlights why it's, why is biodiversity so important to protect for our nature earth? Like, what does, what does that benefit? Okay, so if we see nature um, in a different perspective, okay, so if we look at it from a perspective of ecosystem services, I'm not too sure if you've heard of this uh, idea, but it's basically how biodiversity influences society, how it actually brings society and what's the benefits for it. So there's four major aspects. Provisioning services is what we take directly, so things like food, fuel, um, fiber, things like that. Um, and then there's regulating services, so the indirect stuff, so pollination, um, uh, storm protection, you know, control, so mangroves protect trees, their roots actually prevent landslides, things like that. So you sort of ascertain a kind of value into biodiversity and to how it actually impacts society. And if that value was taken away, what would it cost to actually replicate what nature does for free? Um, on society. So if I did, went all Thanos and clicked my fingers and took out all the pollinators of the planet, do you actually understand how much money, time and effort it would be to replicate what a bee does for free? Mm. So from that perspective, the, um, the, the aspects which are perhaps preventing nature from doing what it does and doing what it does to protect society is actually more pronounced. So if you have trash... You have physical barriers, you have chemical um, imbalances, which could actually go into the oceans and, of course, into the soils. Um, and not to mention, obviously, the terrible pictures that we see about plastics and, you know, the, the rings, the ringtones <laughs> around seals, those classic photographs, which are terrible to look at. Um, it all, all of this... All of this does influence the food chains. It all influences the communities of animals that you have and, the ha- and then, of course, it com- the habitats, the populations. And then, of course, it influences us. It impacts us. So any kind of, any kind of trash, you will feel... It's like the butterfly effect. You will feel that further down the line. Mm. So if you stop poisoning the planet with trash, if you stop putting these physical barriers in, then, of course... Society actually is the one that benefits the most. Hmm. Fascinating. 
I have uh, yeah two perspectives on that, and one is uh, I'm, I'm a big scuba diver. I, I teach in scuba diving, and one of the problem with the trash and the biodiversity is the microplastic, right? And uh, you, 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 the microplastic sometimes you can't see it, but it actually accumulates in the in the plankton, and the plankton go to the fish, and this biodiversity finally end up in our in our stomach. So that's one perspective. Another perspective is uh, uh, I teach a lot of people scuba diving in Hong Kong, and most people in Hong Kong, uh, whether they're expat or local, they, they do not realize how much biodiversity we, we have in the ocean. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that we have more species of coral in Hong Kong. We have 84 species of coral, and that's bigger than the whole of Caribbean. Yeah. And I, I think like every time I, I talk about the statistics, it just blows people away. Yeah. And, and, and it's true, yeah. Yeah, and like, for example, the, the fish we have in, in Hong Kong Ocean is, the, is 26% of the whole of China, yeah. even though we are so small. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I, I, think, I think it really uh, highlights how biodiverse Hong Kong is a, is a city and how much we can all do to uh, like raise awareness and, and appreciate our surrounding. All right. So uh, will iNaturalist also be included underwater? No, it's just land. You can take a picture. Absolutely. I mean, the thing is, I mean, we, we've highlighted the smartphone aspects, you know, the app on mm. the smartphone, but people can take pictures on ordinary cameras and upload these pictures through their desktop directly into the iNaturalist website. So this does include um, pictures underwater. Our our boundary, if you like, does also reflect Hong Kong's waters as well. So we we will have pictures of jellyfish, we will have pictures of coral, we will have pictures of fish and shrimp and things like that. So, yeah. I also have a story to share with that. So even though it's land thing, sometimes you don't have reception. So for example, places like Hoi Ha, yeah. uh, it's very hard. And actually I go out uh, in Hoi Ha quite a bit with Dr. Cynthia Yao, which is another marine mm. expert. And sometimes we will find pen shells, which is uh, some people collect them for food. And because of that reason, we actually sometimes hide the location. Well, not just general location, not the exact location, because unfortunately, some people will do illegal poaching. That's and, right. And, and we want to avoid that. Yeah. Yeah. We interviewed someone who does herping. Do you know what herping is? They oh, go snakes. out at night. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. And he, a lot of times he doesn't post the actual uh, yeah. pinpoint. Well, that's actually the other beauty of iNaturalist. If you do happen to take a picture anywhere in the world and it happens to be on the CITES red list, you know, an endangered species mm. red list, the if it gets identified to, to that species, then the location is automatically obscured within a 10-kilometer radius. So you never have a direct location of um, of that particular species. Okay, so, that's super cool. Yeah, so for example, our black-faced spoonbills, you know, are in, you know that we have um, coming to Maipo Nature Reserve at some point. If you take a picture of them, we all know that they're there because it's a kind of watering place for the on their migration routes. But when you take a picture of them, it will actually <laughs> completely obscure the location, which is actually a good thing right. it's a good <laughs> in, thing. in general. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, this is exciting news. So I think Trash Talk listeners all need to download I'm Going to iNaturalist. And then I start... April 30th, Friday the 30th of April. Oh, okay. So we still have a month. Okay. We still have a month to have a practice. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to download iNaturalist and make sure it's working before April 30th. And then we have four days That's right. to yeah. get out on the trails or maybe even into the ocean. Uh, to take pictures and darn it we want to keep to that top five most species right absolutely yeah that's too exciting that's super cool all right well sean and benita thanks for coming in and good luck with the city nature challenge i think you can find whatever you want by following wwf on facebook instagram or even on their website right yes absolutely thanks Uh, for having us okay thanks thank you thank you okay
You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK On The Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas. If you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia. Many thanks once again to Marcy Trent Long for this week's Trash Talk. And she was speaking to Sean Martin from the WWF Hong Kong, along with eco-activist Benita Chick, all about the City Nature Challenge 2021. And I hope we can all be a part of that and we can all check out and log the wonderful wildlife right here in Hong Kong. Coming up.